Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Buy four tires and get up to $200 in savings after rebate at Bell Tire's year-end sale. Or get even more in Bell Tire gift cards, December 26th through January 7th. Plus, get tires as low as $49 after rebate. Get up to $200 in savings. Or get even more in gift cards, December 26th through January 7th. Get up to $200 in savings and choose the lowest tire price, period, at Bell Tire. 100 years of getting folks safely back on the road fast and affordably. See store or belltire.com for details. Restrictions apply. You're listening to the College Football Coast to Coast Show. Here are your hosts, Jacob and Tyler. Hey guys, welcome back to week 13 of the College Football Coast to Coast Show. Uh, It is our final week, really, of the uh, regular season here, right before we get into our conference championship play for our uh, big conferences and then for those who are independents, it's kind of a rest week uh, if they are going to be playing in a bowl game, as uh, we will predict later on in the show. So we're going to open up with our first conference that we're going to be talking about, and of course we're going to start in the ACC. First matchup will be the North Carolina Tar Heels going on the road to face the number 20 uh, ranked in the country, North Carolina State Wolfpack, who open as a six-point favorite at home. Um, keys to this game, Tyler, what, what do you see as, uh, a way for North Carolina to even stay remotely close in this game on the road? Yeah, I'll give keys, uh, to what North Carolina needs to win this game. We're also changing up our, our format. We're going to give you the keys to the game and later on we will, we will pick the game uh, later on in, in a separate slide. Uh, for North Carolina, they've really been playing good, uh, these past, uh, couple of games, uh, you know, all the way. Uh, going back to that big win against uh, Wake Forest, Sam Howell is starting to play like his, uh, you know, preseason favorite, uh, you know, to win the Heisman. He's probably not going gonna to get to that level. But uh, I think North Carolina's defense is going to be a big part in this one. NC State also has a, a really talented offense. Uh, I expect this one uh, to be a high-scoring matchup. So I think North Carolina, if they can get to a high-scoring matchup, they would probably be favored because uh, – I think that Sam Howell, uh, you know, when throwing the ball deep, uh, he has the edge against uh, NC State. But I think the running backs are also going to be a big part in this one. If he can get the run game going and, you know, take that off of your running back, I think that's the keys uh, for North Carolina. And and turnovers are going to be a big part in this one and, you know, getting points off of turnovers. So that's the keys of the game for the Tar Heels against NC State. 
Yeah, and I think the keys to the keys to the game for for NC State in order to pull off a win at home is really just stick to their offense, stick to what they know. Uh, really, their best performance of the year is playing at home against Clemson. So I think if they just rep, replicate that performance and how they've done these last couple of weeks, I think they'll be just fine. Um, I, I expect them to do well at home. As, as it's a tough environment to play, uh, one of the toughest behind Clemson in the ACC. And we will go on to the next ACC game of the week, and it's a big one. Number 18, Wake Forest at Boston College. The Demon Deacons open up as a a four-and-a-half-point favorite, coming off of a a big loss to Clemson. Clemson ended up winning that one, uh, 49-28. Wake Forest's defense is going to be a problem for this one. So how does Wake Forest, you know, the defense can't be fixed overnight, but how can they win this game against Boston College? Uh, I think if Wake Forest wants to win this game on the road, I, I think they have to rely on the running game. Um, if the running game does not get going for them, I don't think there's a chance. Um, I know their quarterback play's been been pretty well, uh, you know, so far this season. You know, as, as we get into last week, but I think if the running game gets shut down like they did last week against Clemson, it's it's all over. Uh, Boston College has an offense and is able to. Uh, score points, uh, quite a bit of points too. So uh, they're kind of a team that shoots under the radar. So uh, both of these teams were at one point, and Wake Forest has kind of stepped it up this year and looked like uh, the top dog right behind uh, Pitt. But, I mean, as far as Wake Forest goes, the running game has to get going uh, for them to win this game. And for uh, Boston College, uh, you'll be able to score against uh, Wake Forest's defense. Wake Forest's defense is – averaging giving up 30 points a game uh so they'll be able to score the question is can they start uh stop uh sam hartman and this really t- explosive uh wake forest offense this could be a, a sneaky game that could be into a high scoring shootout we could be seeing a lot of those so if boston college's uh, defense uh you know can make a couple of stops and you know they'll be able to score on uh, multiple possessions uh, i mean we've seen this boston college uh offense you know shut down the clemson offense uh, we can compare that game boston college lost that game 17 and 10 meanwhile wake forest lost 49 to 28 so going in this one uh boston college probably you know even though that wake forest is favored uh, they should feel really good about themselves uh, playing at home and now moving on to the big 12 uh, got a couple of big games. This is one of the smaller games uh, of the week, and that is Texas Tech and the Red Raiders going on the road to face number eight, the Baylor Bears in Waco, who open as a 14-point favorite. Uh, keys to the game for uh, Texas Tech, Tyler. Is it something that they can keep somewhat close this week uh, in Waco? Yeah, it's going to be challenging for them to keep it close. Baylor's got a really good defense. Uh, not many teams have been able to find the end zone. You can go down the list, you know, Oklahoma State, uh, Kansas State, and, and then uh, Oklahoma. So Texas Tech is going to be hard for them uh, to score. And Texas Tech's defense is, is not the greatest in the Big 12 either. So I'd, I think Baylor's just going to have a lot of opportunities. I think this could be a game that Texas Tech uh, – there's not really many keys uh, to the game, and it's going to have to take uh, something special for the Red Raiders to pull off this upset. Yeah, and I think on the other side of, of the ball, I think if, if Baylor wants to win this game at home, I think they just have to stick to strong defensive play. If the secondary gets active early in this game, it could be a very long game for the Red Raiders. Uh, so I, I think if, if Baylor 
can feed off a of defense and maybe get a couple of scores off a of defense, uh, I think that'll ultimately be the uh, the dagger for them. And of course, on the offense for Baylor, you're talking about a quarterback who's really stepped it up uh, that we saw against Oklahoma. Uh, just really good play in the backfield. A uh, couple of good receivers that are made some excellent catches that I've seen some of the best this year. Uh, so I think if if Baylor's gonna gonna pull this one out big, uh, it's gonna be relied on that defense and quarterback play. And we're gonna go on to the next game in the Big Twelve, and this is a big one. It's the Bedlam rivalry, number ten Oklahoma at number seven Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma State comes in here as a home four point favorite. So uh, I know that you've been really high on this Oklahoma State team. So give me some keys to how Oklahoma State uh, can get this. Uh, you know, a huge victory and vault them into the Big 12 championship. Yeah, I think if if Oklahoma State wants to win this game at home, I think that, once again, it's going to come to running game. Uh, Strong running back play has been the key to their success um, and ultimately protection up front for the quarterback. If their quarterback gets enough time in the pocket, he can throw the ball just about anywhere on the field. So uh, I, I expect them to come out firing right from the beginning as Oklahoma's defense has showed that they have fallen asleep, I think, at, at this point in the season. Uh, and that's what we've seen from Oklahoma in the past, is just their defense falls apart. And that happens with a lot of Big 12 teams, so it's it's not a rarity to see that. Uh, but Oklahoma State looks like they're firing on all cylinders, and, and they're definitely my front runner in, in the Big 12 right now. And on the Oklahoma side, like you said, the, there's been some – defensive inconsistencies they've had a good game uh one week and then a really bad game and, and the losses too Caleb Williams uh, has not been good and Caleb Williams has to uh play a really good game can't really have any turnovers Oklahoma State is a really good defense you know they can have argument Oklahoma State and Baylor between the one and two uh defenses but I do think that Oklahoma is going to have to score and find the, the end zone because field goals won't win it against this Oklahoma State team because Spencer Sanders is starting to throw the ball really well downfield. So I think it's going to be a tough challenge, uh, especially on the road for Oklahoma. But if Cale Williams uh, can get it going, I think that they can have a shot at uh, pulling off this upset. Definitely. And now moving to the Big Ten, this is probably the biggest matchup of the weekend. Uh, at least for us two, so it's going to be the Ohio State Buckeyes ranked number two right now as they've vaulted over Alabama for that two spot. They open as an eight-point favorite on the road, traveling to Ann Arbor to face Michigan number five in the big house. Um, I think uh, Michigan is is definitely on the, on the lower side of this matchup, and, and I just want to get your perspective on what's Michigan's key to keep it I mean, to, to, to have a, a good home field advantage in, in order to stop this Ohio State offense that's looked lethal this season. Yeah, you get for able for Michigan to keep the crowd in it. You got to, you know, stop this high-powered offense that looks completely unstoppable ever since that Oregon loss. Is, they just turned on another level. Uh, the concern for me is, uh, you know, Michigan's offense is – pretty much the polar opposite of Ohio State. Ohio State likes to throw it downfield and take shots, uh, you know, to Chris Olave, um, their top receiver on that team. They got, you know, three-headed monster in the receiver. So it's going to be difficult for the Michigan corners uh, to cover those guys. Uh, Michigan's going to have to be able uh, to run the ball against this one because I really don't have it that much trust in McNamara that he can uh, throw it downfield and find his open man to be able to beat Ohio State because Ohio State's defense is playing – 
really well, and their offense has been playing really well. So it's going to be a tough task uh, for Michigan, but the home crowd uh, will be behind them. And the question is, how long uh, can they keep that crowd uh, for four quarters? Yeah, and, and I think for Ohio State, I, I think that if uh, if C.J. Stroud gets off to a good start in this game, I, I think this is over in the first half. Yeah, uh, it's. I think it could be a repeat of the Michigan State matchup that we saw last week. Um, big thing with Ohio State this year, though, that I haven't seen in past years is that they use tight end play a lot this year. Yeah, uh, and they are really relying on a on a strong tight end play. Running game has really not been the best thing for them this season. So, I mean, and and that's why I think we've seen C.J. Stroud really come forward as the front runner for the Heisman. So I I expect Ohio State to take care of business, uh, but we'll just have to wait and see. All right, we'll go on to our next game in the Big Ten slate between Penn State at number 12, Michigan State. Penn State opens up as a mere one-point favorite against Michigan State. It's either been flip-flopped, uh, it opened up as even, and then it shifted to Penn State side. So since you got some ties uh, to Penn State and their program, uh, what are some keys uh, to pull off this big win against Michigan State? Well, I think the main question, I think, for Penn State in this game is if Sean Clifford actually plays um, as Christian Veyu played last week for them, third-string quarterback freshman, uh, who start who pretty much played the, the entire game except for part of the first quarter. Um, so I, I think if James Franklin and this coaching staff is really in trust of, of what this freshman has done for them this past game, uh, he might see a lot of time in this game. And that just comes with how healthy Sean Clifford is. Um, but if, if it's going to be close, they've got to get something going with Jahan Dawson down the field. Um, if if they want to win in East Lansing. Um, so a one-point favorite, it's anybody's game. And on defense, Penn State has looked like uh, the old Penn State team that we've seen with strong linebacker play last week. So uh, definitely some missed opportunities to put some defensive touchdowns on the board. But uh, definitely need a strong, strong uh, week from the offense uh, going to East Lansing. Yeah, for Michigan State, I think the main key is how they respond after that drubbing of a loss against Ohio State, 56-7. And, you know, how does the week of practice uh, go for this week, you know, leading up uh, to a game like Penn State? Because it's never easy, you know, coming back from that emotional game and, you know, looking, you know, the, the worst that you've had all season. I think that Kenneth Walker is pretty much the main factor in this game because if, if he can get going, it's going to be a long day for this Penn State defense. But, if Penn State uh, can, you know, shut down Kenneth Walker, you know, that's what Ohio State did, and Michigan State was forced uh, for Peyton Thorne. He had 40 passing attempts. So that is definitely not, the, you know, the recipe to success for this Michigan State team. you got to find your running game. Um, you know, Peyton Thorne is a decent quarterback, but he's not that quarterback, you know, that can throw 40 pass attempts a game and, you know, throw for over 300 yards of offense. So, I think Kenneth Walker is definitely the main key for Michigan State to get a victory. And now we move out west. We're going to the Pac-12 with a little interstate rival between Oregon State and going on the road uh, to face number 11, Oregon, coming off a upsetting loss on the road to Utah. They open as a seven-point favorite touchdown at home. Uh, for for Oregon, I, I think the, the main key is – 
they've got to put points on the board. I think seven points last week is is really abysmal for that offense. That is uh, something that Oregon State, their eyes are lighting up after looking at that score last week because Utah is a very good team, especially at home, but uh, this this Oregon State team is nothing nothing to to bat your eyes at. So I, I think that uh, if the Ducks want to come out with a win in this one, I think they have to get a strong offensive start and defense has to play. Yeah, and on the Oregon State side, I think uh, if they can have that same recipe like they did in last week's game against Arizona State, they only gave up 10 points to a really talented uh, quarterback in Jaden Daniels. Uh, so if they can have that same recipe on the defense, defensive side uh you know shut down if they can shut down anthony brown then it might be a long day uh for the ducks but the question is can oregon state uh score on this oregon offense and i think they will i mean oregon's uh defense has been downright abysmal these last couple of games you know giving up 38 points uh, to utah and i think oregon state's uh offense is pretty much built uh like utah they like to run the ball most of the time but if they can throw it they'll find some wide open receivers so you know, this is an annual rivalry game, the Civil War, so Oregon State's going to be playing with house money against Oregon. All right, we'll go on to the next game in the Pac-12, and it actually features the independent verse, a Pac-12 school. It is number 14, BYU. Seven-point favorite, go on the road to USC. And uh, what are some keys uh, for BYU to get, you know, this victory against a coachless USC squad? Um, I think for the Cougars, I think ultimately it starts with strong quarterback play. Uh, if they're going to take advantage of this USC team that is, like you said, head coachless, um, yeah. I think that they're going to have to take some deep shots down the field early in this game. Uh, USC has been vulnerable down the field this season, and, and, and I expect BYU to take full advantage of that. Seven points on the road is a little low, though, in this one. Um, they're giving a lot of credit to, to – USC, but ultimately, I, I think that uh, if BYU is able to get a strong running game, I think this is the best year I think we've seen as far as running back play for BYU goes, uh, just from what I've seen in these late games. But uh, I, I think that if if they want to get it done, it's it's going to be big, heavy run game. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of keys uh, for USC to pull off this upset. Uh, the defense, you know, just coming off a game uh, against their rival UCLA, and they gave up 66 points. Uh, that is a, it's a big concern on the defensive side, and that's definitely not going to get any easier as you got this BYU offense coming in your house. So the defense has got to step up to even keep it close. They do have an offense to score on BYU, so that is definitely a bright note. But uh, they will have a home – I mean, the home field advantage is not really a home field advantage like we see at, you know, at these, you know, bigger schools. Uh, USC's uh, home crowd, home crowd, you know, ever since, you know, the fire under the head coach has been lacking. So that's, um, you know, a key that, that they need that won't be there. So it's going to be a tough uh, task for USC to pull off this upset. And absolutely, that means we are going down south. We're going to the next interstate rival, which will be number nine, the Ole Miss Rebels going on the road to Starkville to play the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Uh, Mississippi State opens as a one-and-a-half-point favorite at home, so it is a toss-up in this one. Uh, I think I want to hear from you first on what's it going to take for Mississippi State to win this game at home against an Ole Miss offense that looks like they've had their way this season. 
I think, uh, you know, the offense is uh, – there's no really keys for them. I think they'll be able to score against these defenses. I think, you know, in a game like this where you have Will Rogers on one side and Matt Corral on the other side, you know, both offenses, uh, you know, Mississippi State runs air raid. Ole Miss likes to run a, a balance offense uh, as well. So I think uh, the key for – I think both teams is whoever wins the turnover battle will ultimately uh, – uh, win this game and you know the Egg Bowl is always entertaining a, a hard fought battle and usually the Egg Bowl is not really high scoring but I think this year we could see a lot of more points yeah and I think it's always come down to really last possession whoever has the ball last um, really has taken advantage of what's happened and of course we've seen the mm. consequences and things that come with last second <laughs> decisions in these games. oh yes being um, in the end zone like a dog <laughs> I think that will go down in history. Oh, but, yes. It's um, probably in the has. Mississippi State Hall of Fame. <laughs> but, no, I, I think uh, Matt Corral and Will Rogers are definitely the two people to, to pay attention to in this game. Um, running games for either of these teams is not a strong suit. So it, it's going to really be an all-out passing game. It's going to be air raid offense for both teams. Um, that's kind of how they've approach the season and of course Mike Leach has always been like that and and Lane Kiffin has really adopted that as well so uh two teams that will are going to fight to the very end if if Ole Miss uh is going to get this win I mean yeah it's going to be turnovers like you said I mean they're going to have to convert off of miscues for Mississippi State um and we'll see what happens all right, we'll look at now the final matchup in rivalry week before we give you our picks uh, in the next slide coming up. We have number 15, Texas A&M at LSU. Texas A&M is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. So how? give me some keys of how Texas A&M and how they shouldn't overlook this LSU team, you know, playing with house money, especially with Coach O's uh, last game. Yeah, definitely a chance for Texas A&M to really get a last-minute big win in the SEC. Um if it's going to happen, Zach Calzada really has to have a strong start to this game. Um, I was at this last game for LSU at home, and really their their secondary is something to question. I think uh, definitely in the past, definitely one of the best in the country. I mean, it's this year has definitely been an off year. So. Uh, as far as Isaiah Spiller goes, if he's gonna if he's gonna run all over this LSU defense, he's got to be able to bounce something to the outside, um, and and take advantage of uh, the side to side movement that LSU is lacking this season. Um, so I think uh, Isaiah Spiller could have a huge day, and I think that is the key for for Texas A and M. Well, that's the key for LSU is to prevent Isaiah Spiller from having a huge day. And, and the LSU's wins, you, you know, they've shut down these running backs. You can go all the way to the to the Florida matchup where they shut down uh, their running back. Uh, but, you know, LSU uh, is going to be a motivated team. This could possibly be uh, Coach O's uh, last regular season game or last uh, game ever coaching for LSU because if LSU doesn't win this game, then they're going to finish 5-7. and seven. But – there's a really a, a major concern on the offensive side, only 27 points against ULM and then uh, 13 against Arkansas and then 14 against Alabama. So hasn't been a lot of opportunities for LSU to find the end zone. So they got to find the end zone against this really tough Texas A&M defense who, you know, doesn't allow many points uh, in the red zone when it comes to that. So they got to, uh, you know, 
you know, score points uh, in the end zone, but also they got to create uh, turnovers uh, if they want to win this game. Uh, so, yeah, that's definitely a big key uh, for LSU. So now with that, we will give you our Week 13 game picks. So, Jacob, why don't you take it away uh, with the 10 games that we selected uh, for rivalry week? Yeah, definitely. So we're going to start with the ACC in our first matchup that we talked about. Uh, definitely think that uh, this game could go uh, down to the wire, down to our last last possession. Uh, and I think NC State and the Wolfpack are going to get it done in this one. So I'm going to take them 38-31 to 31, uh, at home. And as we move down to the next ACC matchup, it's the uh, Demon Deacons and Wake Forest and Boston College. Uh, I think Wake Forest can uh, possibly get up by two field goals in this one, and I think that's going to be the margin there. Uh, BC, I think, will give them a run in the fourth quarter, but ultimately that'll be it. So I'm going to take Wake Forest 30-24. to And then to the Big 12, Texas Tech visiting Baylor, and I will be taking... Uh, Baylor 35 to 10 at home against Texas Tech. Uh, just uh, haven't seen enough to have Texas Tech in the offense in order to to give them the nod in that one. And then the biggest game in the Big 12, I will be taking the Oklahoma State Cowboys big over Oklahoma. Uh, it all out lethal offense against the team that looks like they have struggled as of late. So I will be taking Oklahoma State 45-28 to 28 at home. And then down to the Big Ten, the biggest game of the Big Ten, I have the Ohio State Buckeyes taking the win over the Michigan Wolverines on the road. Michigan just doesn't have the offense in order to keep up with Ohio State's offense. They are just too strong. Uh, and I think it's ultimately going to come down to a 42-17 final. Over to the final game in the Big Ten, I'm going to take Penn State on the road in East Lansing by four points over Michigan State. Going to come down to a last-second possession. Could see some nasty weather every year. Something nasty weather situation happens uh, (laughs) in East Lansing. Just a weird phenomenon. So I'm going to take Penn State on the road. Out west of the Pac-12, Oregon State at Oregon. Uh, I think Oregon State gets it done. I think they're going to take care of business. Uh, it's going to be a close game, five-point game, so it, it really uh, could be a turnover situation that, that decides this game, and I'm going to take Oregon State and the Beavers on the road. And now to the independent versus Pac-12 matchup. BYU look like they've come back to their normal uh, BYU State here late in the season uh, versus a USC team that just isn't all there, obviously. And so I'm going to take uh, the BYU Cougars. I'm going to take them 49-17 to on the road. And down to the SEC in the closest matchups, I think, of the weekend, and that's going to be the interstate rival of Ole Miss and Mississippi State. I'm going to take Ole Miss on the road. Uh, I think they will get it done, 10-point game here. So I, I think that uh, they will take care of business and, and convert on some, some miscues from Mississippi State. And then my final pick for the SEC, 
is Texas A&M and LSU. I'm going to take Texas A&M in a low-scoring uh, game here. A lot of defense in this one. I think Isaiah Spiller does have his big day, and I think that uh, LSU will score some points uh, late in the second half, but ultimately it will be too much. Yeah, I've noticed that you have a lot of faith in these uh, road teams, picking seven out of the ten road teams uh, to win this game. I'm seeing a lot of blowouts. I see a lot of 40s, you know, Ohio State 42-17, BYU 49-17. So you're expecting a lot of points uh, from these matchups. Absolutely. All right, now let's go on to my Week 13 game picks. Uh, also, in Week number 12, we went – uh, you went eight and two, and I went nine and one. So we will see if we can continue uh, that nice stretch of picks. So go on to the first game in the ACC: North Carolina at NC State. I expect this one to be a high-scoring shootout. Two really talented quarterbacks, but in the end, NC State at home, the home crowd will help the, uh, that NC State team feed into that. I think they'll be able to get the running game going as well could come down to a game win and field goal that's why i have it 41 to 38 i think it's going to be 38 to 38 and then nc state's going to drive down all the way down to the field and kick a game win and field goal next one in the acc is wake forest at boston college i think boston college will be able to score against wake forest boston college will make maybe one or two stops against sam hartman but this offense is just too explosive uh, for me to Picked them to lose in back-to-back weeks, so I have Wake Forest winning 34-27. to Now shifting our ways to the Big 12, Texas Tech at Baylor. Texas Tech uh, just doesn't have the offense uh, to score on Baylor's uh, defense, one of the best defense in the Big 12. Baylor will be able to score against this. They'll be able to expose Texas Tech's defense, so I have the Baylor Bears winning at home 35-13. to and like you said, this is a big game in the Big 12, the Bedlam Series, Oklahoma at Oklahoma State. I'm going to pick uh, the home team here. I'm going to roll with the Cowboys, Oklahoma State, go with 31-17. Uh, I think we're just going to see some more offensive struggles uh, behind Kale Williams. Uh, they won't be able to score that often in the red zone against this uh, very talented Oklahoma State uh, defense. I think that Spencer Sanders will do a really good job uh, in operating that offense. Oklahoma State offense against this Oklahoma defense. And now from the Big 12 to the Big 10, it is the game Ohio State at Michigan, a top five matchup. And I don't have this one being close, uh, like you said. Uh, I do think that Ohio State's offense is just going to be too much for Michigan. I think that Michigan is probably one of the best defenses that Ohio State has played other than uh, Penn State, and you can also argue uh, Oregon. Earlier in the season, I just don't think that Michigan has the offense to really compete with them, uh, to compete with Ohio State. So I think Ohio State's going to uh, win the time of possession uh, by a lot in this one. They're going to have the ball. So give me Ohio State 49-21. to 21. And the next one in the Big Ten is Penn State at Michigan State. And this has been a coin flip for me all week. But in the end, I have Michigan State recovering from that blowout loss against Ohio State. There are some question marks of Sean Clifford is going to play. But honestly, if Sean Clifford doesn't play, I, it's going to be a bit concerning. And, and Peyton Thorne, it's it's not going to be, you know, that very sexy uh, quarterback matchup uh, that we get, it seems like. Uh, but I think that Michigan State will bounce back. Kenneth Walker will have a big game against his Penn State rush defense. So give me Michigan State at home, 23-20. to 20. And let's head out west now. Oregon State at Oregon in the Civil War. I have Oregon winning this one. I almost went with the Beavers and the upset. The Beavers won last year 
in 2020, but I think the Ducks um, will get that trophy back in 2021. So give me the Ducks 28 to 24. I think it might be a sloppy game. It's always a crazy weather in this series. Last year it was pouring down raining, so we can get that same thing happening here in the 2021 season. Next is BYU at USC. I really don't see this one being close. USC's defense is just going to be too overmatched against this high-powered BYU offense. So give me the Cougars, 42-28 to on the road in the Coliseum. And finally, our two games in the SEC, starting with the Egg Bowl on Thanksgiving night, Ole Miss at Mississippi State. And you're seeing the score, yes, I think it's going to be a lot of high scoring. It's going to be a high-scoring shootout. I have Mississippi State winning this one at home. I think uh, they get the Egg Bowl trophy, bring it back home to Starkville. I think that Will Rogers and Matt Corral will have a high-scoring battle. Both will have success. Uh, I think that Dontario Drummond is going to have a big game for Ole Miss. And then Makai Polk on Mississippi State, Mississippi State side will have a big game as well. So give me the dogs, 48-45. to 45. And to round out our Week 13 slate, I have Texas A&M beating LSU on the road in Death Valley. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. Both defenses, uh, especially LSU, has, you know, ever since uh, the Florida game has really turned it on. Durante Jones has done a good job. Texas A&M's defense has really been one of the most consistent defenses. Uh, both offenses uh, have found their struggles uh, to find the end zones. So I think we're going to see the same thing, especially on LSU's side. Uh, but I think that Texas A&M will win this game, but they will see a motivated LSU team, but we will just have to see if it's enough. All right, now that we have week 13 game picks, now let's move on to our annual New Year's Six uh, Bowl predictions. This is our third, uh, you know, edition of these New Year's Six Bowl predictions. So we will see how the Michigan State loss and the Oregon loss affected the bowl predictions. So let's start with the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl in Atlanta. So who you got in your Peach Bowl predictions uh, going into this week 13? Yeah, um, so what I've seen out of of Ole Miss uh, and their offense has really been pretty good late in the season. So I'm going to take Ole Miss to face off against the Pittsburgh Panthers. Uh, Pittsburgh with Kenny Pickett with an all-out offense. This game could be a huge game uh, of offense and you could see scores in the 50s. Yeah, I'll agree with you. I'll go with Ole Miss uh, versus Pittsburgh, and, yeah, this would be a really uh, interesting matchup. Matt Corral versus Kenny Pickett would probably be a lot of points. I think that Pittsburgh's path is pretty clear now. They've clinched their spot in the ACC championship, and we'll most ultimately play Wake Forest. I have Ole Miss losing this week, Uh, so if Ole Miss does lose this week, I would probably slide in Texas A&M over them, but – Keep in mind that Ole Miss does have the head-to-head victory against uh, Texas A&M. So that's another reason why I have Ole Miss above A&M in the rankings. All right, now let's head out west. The PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. Do you have any changes in the Fiesta Bowl for this week? Um, a little minor changes. I have moved Notre Dame to the Fiesta Bowl. Um, they, they are definitely in a spot now where, where they could be playing out west um, against Oklahoma. This would be a very intriguing matchup. I think uh, Notre Dame is able to score the ball pretty well, but they have the defense that Oklahoma lacks. So I think this would be a really good game out west and, uh, and, a, good, and a good chance for, for Notre Dame to get a big statement win in the bowl game. I have Notre Dame as well, but I have Michigan State. I think ultimately it's going to come down between whoever gets the last in your sixth spot of Michigan State and Oklahoma. 
Uh, I have Michigan State winning this week against Penn State, so they'll finish the season at 10-2, and and also Oklahoma will finish at at 10-2. So it's just a matter of fact of who is ranked above who. I think Michigan State ultimately will have the better resume in the end. Uh, This would probably be a really good defensive defensive battle. Um, Jack Cohn, you would see Jack Cohn versus uh, Peyton Thorne in this matchup, and we would have to see how Kenneth Walker would do. But this would definitely be – a really defensive grinded out uh, would be, you know, playing to Michigan State style, how they play in the Big Ten. All right, let's go on to the granddaddy of all, the Rose Bowl. And it looks like uh, you keep the same uh, Pac-12 team, but you moved up Michigan in the Rose Bowl. Yeah, so I've kept the same Pac-12 team. I'm rolling with Utah and the youth. Uh, definitely a team that is caught my eye late in the season. As I have another team that I am rowing the boat with right now. Um, and then against Michigan, who uh, really looks like they could, uh, I mean, they, they could have just cemented their spot in the Rose Bowl, uh, all that pending on the situation that happens this weekend with Ohio State. Yeah, there's uh, big changes for me in the Rose Bowl last week at Oregon, but after seeing Utah just completely outclass Oregon, I think that Utah has a chance uh, to beat Oregon once again in the Pac-12 championship, and I ultimately think they will. So I have Utah representing the Pac-12, and I have Michigan representing the Big Ten. I, even with Michigan falling to 10-2 this week, presumably against Ohio State, I ultimately think that they'll be ranked ahead of Michigan State, even though that Michigan State has the head-to-head uh, victory over them. So I got Utah versus Michigan. All right, now let's go on to the All-State Sugar Bowl where it's the, the Big 12 and the SEC representative and looks like you kept your same matchup from last week. Yeah, I've kept the same matchup here. Both of these teams both playing well. Uh, and I think it would be a good team. Both teams be in their prime form. Uh, so I, I'm going to keep Alabama and Baylor in that spot. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you here. Uh, Alabama versus Baylor is my matchup. Ultimately, think that Alabama – will fall to Georgia in the big, um, not the big, what am I even talking about? The SEC championship. Uh, Baylor, I have them making it to the Big 12 championship but losing to Oklahoma State. Uh, so I would have to have Alabama versus Baylor as of now. So now let's go on to the playoffs, semifinals, and the Goodyear Cotton Bowl. And you have the same two squads facing off. Yeah, I have the two, the two sorry, same two <laughs> Inter, interstate uh, teams facing off against each other. I think it would be a really good game. Ohio State and Cincinnati going at it. Uh, I think this would be a huge game, uh, especially in a playoff format. So uh, I, I look to see this game really happen. Uh, I think it, it is a strong possibility at this point. Yeah, this is looking more like a reality. I would have to agree with you as well. Number two, Ohio State. I mean, they're pretty much a lock unless they uh, slip up against Michigan and probably would have to face Wisconsin in the Big Ten Championship if Wisconsin handles their business for the for the Paul Bunyan Axe against Minnesota on the road. And number three, Cincinnati uh, will get tested in their American Athletic Championship against a Houston team that is a top 25 team. So if they can get a win, they could boost their resume, you know, get a good Notre Dame win. They, are, they blow out the doors against SME this past week. And if they can get another top 25 win, I think that Cincinnati uh, could get to, to number three. And if it's a lot of chaos, could get up to number two as well. All right, now we'll go to the Capital One Orange Bowl in Miami. It looks like you're sticking with the same two. Yeah, I'm sticking with the same two. It's going to be Georgia <laughs> and Oklahoma State for me as one and four face off. Uh, 
and I just think that this is this is becoming a reality. A prophecy. It is. It is becoming true. I think so. I, I think that. Uh, I think that this this definitely could be a, a good matchup and two teams that can score the football. Um, and, and so I, I look to see this happen, and I think this could be a crazy playoff. Your eyes are not deceiving you. I pretty much had the same top four as you. Not. I've had a, I had a little bit of uh, confusion. I thought that, you know, if Oklahoma State beat Oklahoma, that Oklahoma would have to play them again in the Big 12 championship. But that's not the case. If Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma and ba- Baylor beats Texas Tech, it would beat Oklahoma State and Baylor. So that was my thinking. I didn't think that Oklahoma State could beat Oklahoma uh, twice. So I have Oklahoma State as the number four team. I ultimately think that they will win out. That Baylor game is going to be challenging. Uh, Oklahoma State uh, got the better of them uh, in the first matchup, so we'll see in the second matchup if it happens. Uh, but number one, Georgia, it's a lock. It doesn't even matter if they lose to Alabama in the SEC championship game. They're in the playoff. But I think they much rather be the number one seed. And I ultimately think uh, they'll go undefeated, and that will be our top four. Mm-hmm. And finally, guys, that is going to be the end of our show. Thank you so much for listening watching uh, wherever you are if you're on apple podcast or spotify um, or iHeartRadio, or if you're watching us on facebook on our facebook live that we have just started this week um, you guys can always tune in there uh, and of course we will send something out before we go live just to let you guys know a little heads up as uh, we give you our week predictions and of course going forward this is our last normal week uh, <laughs> so next week we'll be uh, discussing conference championships and uh really dive a little bit more into the bowl scenario if anything does shake up this week. Uh, So you can find us on our social medias on Twitter and Instagram at the same at uh, CFB underscore coast, the number two coast. uh, That is CFB underscore coast, the number two, and then coast. Uh, And, of course, on Facebook you can find us at CFB coast to coast. Uh, And, of course, we would love to have you join uh, us and – Of course, if you do have any comments, concerns, or anything that you would like us to discuss on the show, please let us know in the comments uh, of our page. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Buy four tires and get up to $200 in savings after rebate at Bell Tire's year-end sale. Or get even more in Bell Tire gift cards, December 26th through January 7th. Plus, get tires as low as $49 after rebate. Get up to $200 in savings. Or get even more in gift cards, December 26th through January 7th. Get up to $200 in savings and choose the lowest tire price, period, at Bell Tire. 100 years of getting folks safely back on the road fast and affordably. See store or belltire.com for details. Restrictions apply.